Good evening. Because you are my brothers and my sisters, I greet you in our Father's name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, Calvary Bible Church, for inviting us this year to your missions conference. Some of you know us, some of you don't, so I'd like to tell you a little bit about ourselves. Some 35 years ago, we left Calvary Bible Church. Yes, 35 years ago. We left Calvary Bible Church to Prairie Bible Institute in Canada, where Keith studied to become a missionary. That was not for me. I wanted to stay in Canada, but that was not meant to be. The Lord had it where he prepared us to return to our homeland, Jamaica, as you hear my accent, you know we're Jamaicans. We have three children, Reba, some of you know her as Reba, we have Opal and Warren. And thank God I can stand here this evening to say that they're still walking with the Lord. We praise God for that. We taught them the little we know and they followed through. And we're happy to tell you that we have three grandchildren. Opal has two boys, six and four, and Warren has one. She's gonna be two years next week, Thursday. So we have three precious little grandchildren. We're with a mission called Open Air Campaigners. And as it stands, Open Air, we, Keith, preach in the open air most of his work is in the schools. I won't go into that. He will tell you about the work. I am supposed to be telling you about the family. God had been good. He has blessed us tremendously in so many ways. And tonight we stand to give him thanks and praise because of Calvary Bible Church who have set the pace for us. We, our work is not easy. Because the school, those of you who are teachers, you know what it is when the children comes to school. The discipline problem, it's everywhere. And so we have that to deal with in Jamaica as well. But it's an opportunity to present the gospel to the boys and girls, and sometimes their parents would come along and hear the gospel as well. We praise God for his protection, especially upon Keith as he does the traveling most of the times. I'm not privileged anymore to go with him because I'm taking care of my 83-year-old mother who lives with us. And it's a lot, she takes a lot of my attention and my time. And I'm learning to be patient with her because I know if the Lord tires, I might get there one day. So he does most of the traveling, but I just asked that you Pray for him as he travels to and from the schools in and around the city of Kingston. I'd like to share an experience with you. We were here for the 50th anniversary service, celebration, and we enjoyed everything, every blessing that God had for us. And, um, the night we return home, four young boys walked into our yard 
and all we heard was nobody move. And when we realized the one who said nobody move, he had his hand under his shirt like this. And that signifies a gun. But the moment I saw that, I realized, no, he doesn't have a gun. Because when they have guns, they show it to you to try to get you scared. But the moment I saw that, I started pleading the blood of Jesus. Keith was busy taking the suitcases from the back of his sister's car because she was the one who came to pick us up. And he pulled up and saw the four boys standing in the yard right by her door. And we started pleading the blood of Jesus. And those boys froze. For a few seconds, they stood there confused, didn't know what to do. And we kept on pleading the blood of Jesus and calling on his name. And then Keith went inside. And the minute Keith went inside, the shorter boy who was in front looked in the car and he saw his sister's handbag and he grabbed it and ran. We give God thanks that night because if there were guns or other instruments and other weapons, we would have been hurt. But the scripture that came to mind was the angel of the Lord in camps round about his people. And not only that, he delivers them. And we praise God that he delivered us. It's our prayer to continue to present the gospel wherever, because that's what he calls us to do. My prayer request tonight is that you pray for us, pray for me. I need strength to take care of the family and to take care of my mom. It's not an easy task. Those of you who have older folks to take care of knows exactly. Some of my responsibilities in the church that I attend, I'm not able to carry it on anymore. But I give God thanks that I'm taking care of my mom, who is precious. Please pray for us. Thank you very much. Good evening. It's so good to be here again, and Sister Bev has given the introduction. Uh, but something amazes me, and I chuckle when I um, saw the, the topic for your convention, the urgency of evangelism in the world today. Last week, Sunday, we celebrated 29 years of ministry done in Jamaica, and we had a Thanksgiving service. And I preach using the sketchboard at the Thanksgiving service. And the topic I had was the urgency of time, not of evangelism, but the urgency of time, that time was running out. And I use, uh, as my introduction, this. The hourglass. And I put it up there and I said to the people, I know a lot of you 
ladies, you are familiar with that who watch the soap operas. For, as it says, as sand in the hourglass, so are what? The days of our life. Very good. So that was my topic um, that I shared at that um, convention, at that Thanksgiving service last Sunday. And I am really thankful to God for being here again. And just to share quickly, because um, I'm thinking now about 29 years of ministry there, uh, which I'll have to pack into maybe five, ten minutes and I know that won't work. But just to say that God has been good and God has been working in and through Open Air Campaigners Ministry. Maybe some of you have never even heard of Open Air Campaigners before. Let me just test you. How many of you have never heard of Open Air Campaigners before? Could you raise your hand? Oh, boy, everybody have heard. That's great. That's wonderful. Praise the Lord for that. Because now Open Air Campaigners Jamaica has extended the ministry to the Bahamas. And now we have Open Air Campaigners Bahamas as a group recognized by Open Air Campaigners International last year. So we have Brother Ted um, Thompson as the director and Brother Jerry Sawyer right here. He's the chairman of the board and we have other people that are putting it together, working together, and they are going out into the schools and in the um, many of these homes for boys and girls and so on. And in the open air with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, we, you know, people begin hearing already about opening a campaign of Bahamas and everybody wants to come to the Bahamas now. So opening campaign is going to be letting people in. I don't know if they're coming as um, uh, a tourist or what they, but they heard about the word the Bahamas and it's a place to come. So people want to come here. As a matter of fact, I had a church group over in the States that wrote to us the other day uh, because we, we had it in our bulletin and said, we heard you are in the Bahamas. We would love to bring a team down to the Bahamas to visit and so on. So we are hoping that's going to happen. But right now we have one of our evangelists from Canada um, that, that is here now um, for this week. Hopefully, maybe he'll come around one of these days, I hope, before he leaves. And... Um, and um, been with Ted, and they've been out in Andros, and they've been preaching out there since um, Sunday. They just came back yesterday evening, and they had a fantastic time. And it's like the people are saying, we want you to come back. But um, that's the way opening campaigners ministries, because we use the, not flannel graph, but we use paint and object lessons and so people are not only hearing but they are seeing the gospel and it really really affects their mind that is indelible in their mind it's something incredible you know i met a pastor in 80s in 2006 and um Someone asked me to go there to do a rally, and we did the rally. After the rally, he came over and shook my hand, and he asked me a question. Have you ever been in such and such a place? And I said, yeah, I've been there. And um, he said, have you been to such and such a school? 
And I looked at him and said, yes, how did you know that? And he said, when I was 11 years old, you came to the school, and I haven't forget one thing you said. I still remember everything you said at the school devotion. I could not believe because, you know, he's a big man now, has about two, three churches, he's married, he has kids and so on. But just to say that it uh, affects your mind, you remember what you see. You know, they say that um, a, a picture is worth a what? A thousand words. The Chinese say that. That's right. And it is true. And so we are using that method of evangelism to reach out to people especially in the schools, because uh, nowadays we realize that the majority of the kids in school, they don't go to church. And if you want to get them, go to the school. Now, we have different groups in Jamaica that we call power group organization, like Youth for Christ. We have Child Evangelism Fellowship. We have other groups and so on. And they um, choose Different, different age kids that they deal with. Youth for Christ love the youth and so on. Child Evangelism Fellowship love the primary school and those type of school. Well, opening campaigners comes behind now and we said now we, we are going to take it to whichever level and from as low as the basic school. And we go to the basic school and we share the gospel with the kids with a sketchboard and they understand and they can be saved as far as the Bible is concerned and as far as I can understand. I went to a school and did devotion um, and while we were making all the noise as Uncle Keith always been making noise and the kids and some of the parents were going to work apparently and they stayed back until we finished and then after the devotion I gave an invitation. When I was finished and walked out, one of the parents came over to me and said, uh, by the way, uh, I love your presentation. That was great, but this invitation about asking the little kids to receive Jesus as their Savior, they don't understand that. I said, hold that, sis. I said, now, um, the Bible said Jesus picked them up <laughs> uh, because the, the adults were complaining about get the kids out of the way. And what did Jesus say to them? He said, allow all the children to come because what? There's a place in heaven for each and every one. So we believe that. And so we, we preach the gospel from the basic school, go right up to tertiary um, education and that type of thing. I met a gentleman. I went to one of these places where they have this handicapped kid. Maybe that's not the right word and so on. Some of them can't hear and um, so on. And I went there the morning to do devotion. And when I walked in, a teacher said to me, oh, my goodness. He said, he said, Uncle Keith. He said, every school I have been to, you've been there. He said, I was in primary school, you were there. I left and I went to high school and you were there. And I left high school and I went to teacher's college and you were there. And now you're here again. And I am going to translate for you. <laughs> and that was just awesome, incredible. And so, brothers and sisters, we believe children can be saved. 
And so we are going to continue to preach the gospel, getting out there, reaching them. The Apostle Paul said, and people, t- um, sometimes my wife said to me, you think you're going to save the world, but, well, we know we can't do it, but, you know, I take side with the Apostle Paul. He said, at least I will save some. And we believe that. And God has been opening up doors for schools and schools and to the prison and to the um, hospital. We go to the prenatal clinic and we've been doing that for 25 years, almost every Tuesday morning. And do you know what? We go there and we every week we have a new audience. Of ladies, 50, 60, 75 sometimes, and sometimes according to the time when the men come home and more women get pregnant, you have 80 and 100 and so on. And we are sharing the gospel with them. It's an incredible ministry. And we just want to thank you for your support and ask you to continue to pray for us. We need, I mean, I've been hearing what's the need, what's the need. One thing we need, because it, 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 everything else just kind of hunkers around it, is finance. Because if we have finance, we could go out more, we could get further with the gospel. And somebody was asking me, do you just go around Kingston and so on? No, we are not just going around Kingston with the gospel. We are taking the gospel out to the other parishes and so on. And our hope this year that we will reach at least, uh, we have about 14 parishes, and we are hoping that we could reach about 10 parishes this year. It's going to be a task. But, you know, year before last, we actually reached over 90,000 young people with the gospel for the year. And we said we, we need to do something better than that for um, the next year. So last year, we actually reached a little over 115,000 young people with the gospel. And we can't tell you how many of them have been saved. I can't do that. I don't know. We preach the gospel. We give an invitation and people raise their hands and so on. We send them out correspondence courses and so on and try to kind of get them going to church and to study the word and so on. And that type of thing we are doing and God has been good to us. And we want to thank Calvary Bible Church because all of this comes out of Calvary Bible Church the 16th of February, 1964. That's the day I got saved here, right over there, when we had those little... What was there? Uncle Steve, you were there. Sand or gravel, was, sawdust was on the ground. And the little pastor, we called them what? The dollar chairs. That's right. That's the time I got saved. So whatever is happening here is fruit from Calvary Bible Church. Thank you very much. Um, I just want to leave now because I keep on talking.